So, Daniel, I was walking to work the other day, right? Where are you now? I was. And uh, I was in one of those fuck off moods where it's like, I'm only 30 minutes late to work. I'm skipping. I got my iced <laughs> coffee. Like, what are you going to do? Fire me? And obviously the last, you know, uh, row of cars before I walk into the building where I work is like the handicapped spots, right? Because they get the best parking. And I walked, <laughs> I walked by and it's literally on National uh, Purple Heart Day. And so I walk by this vehicle and I see, you know, combat wounded, disabled veteran, Purple Heart recipient like little Buffalo Bills, you know, uh, fan thing on the license plate. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, I know who that is. And I was like, uh, yeah, and knowing who it was, I was like, this dude is an above-the-knee amputee. Wow. Like, can you just imagine that? Honestly, think about it. Like, waking up every single day and being a Buffalo Bills fan? <laughs> like, I, can't, I, I, can't, I don't know how he does it. God bless him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I Again, I ran that joke by him. He's fine with it. So we're okay. good. Oh, so cool, we're good. Cool, no, cool, we're fine. Cool, yeah. cool. He would beat my ass if you heard that out of context. So it's fine. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the the episode the other day. It's it's cool. I have uh, an amputee friend. Hundred percent. I can 100%. tell that joke. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the smoke pit. Hey. So we have a fantastic episode today. Episode oh. number fifteen, season two. Take seventy. Big things. <laughs> Just living life. Yeah. And um, so we have myself, uh, your host today. I can't fucking speak. Yeah, it's, it's been <laughs> Dan a day. Sharp. It has been a day. My co-host, Mike Sensi. Hello. Uh, what do you go by, Mike? Michael? <laughs> Mister Handsome? You just call me George. George. <laughs> yeah. My co-host, Michael George Sensi. <laughs> yep. Yep. Me. And our reoccurring guest, uh, Lindsay, last name redacted for her safety and protection. And yours. And yours as well. <laughs> she will cut you. That's right. I yeah, for sure. You, <laughs> so today we are going to talk about uh, some of the sh- uh, stories and events that have shaped us um, to be the people we are today. Mm-hmm. Some of the things we've experienced in our careers and our, our training and deployments. And um, I, I had a better better line for that for the last take. But <laughs> right, exactly. Some audio issues. It's, oh, man. I've so, memorized this whole episode by now. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. So yeah. I'm just going to kick into it. Let's go. Okay, so there I was, <laughs> alone and unafraid. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Nothing but a K-bar. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I was uh, in a training exercise. Um, when I was stationed in Quantico, I was an instructor at the infantry officer course, and we had a platoon of lieutenants, and we were doing maneuvers with them, and the uh, British Royal Marine Commandos were training with us. Mm-hmm. Good group of lads. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, all best. like our fucking phenomenal athletes. Like they, they, they really do put us the same uh, as far as like physical fitness. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because yeah. you have to remember like there are not that many Royal Marine Commandos. So it's not like the entire Marine Corps. Yeah. You know, like they go like to their army and they pick like 12 guys and you know the three of them that survive training. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, here's your Green Beret. Right. They're like, exactly. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, All right. Now go join, yeah. go join the other nine guys. Make one squad. We're going on a raid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so uh, we were... We were doing training with them in Fort AP Hill. We got on some helicopters. We flew like 45 minutes down to that shitty army base. Right. Three types of terrain, uphill, downhill, and swamp. Much like my butthole on a warm Virginia day. (laughs) But this was not a warm Virginia day. It was a wintry, cold Virginia day. (laughs) I don't know how George Washington did it, my friend. Because he's a man. Because he was a man with wooden teeth. That's right. (laughs) Never tell a lie. Was that? No, that was Lincoln, right? Never tell a lie. (laughs) No, 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 that was George Washington. He well, chopped down the cherry tree, and he could not tell a lie. See, there we go. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't Lincoln? No, Lincoln uh, got too much change back from the grocer and walked like two miles back to return it. That's why they call it him, Honest, Honest Abe. Abe. See, I don't get laid a whole lot, so <laughs> <laughs> I just spend my time on Wikipedia. Do you know I'm related to Abraham Lincoln? I mean, like, I can dead tell. Dead serious, dead serious I am. Yeah. yeah, you have the chin for it. Yeah. 
and that <laughs> I don't have a joke for that, but I'm related to him. It's a small flex. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> Our executive producer, Michael Stedman, is actually related to Francis Scott Key. That's true. He is. Yeah. The uh, the guy who wrote the. Um, I, I want to say my Sharona, but I know that <laughs> yeah, was. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so okay, there we were. Uh, we landed. We're doing operations, and we finally uh, conducted training. And so we make a small fire, and the uh, captain cadres come over, and they're like, "Oh, you can't have a small fire." I'm like, but we're bivouacked. Like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking frozen. Like, our canteens are frozen. I have nerve damage in my fingers and toes. Like, what the fuck's the issue? Yeah. And then we look over, and, like, something out of, like, uh, like Lord of the Flies, the lieutenants have a, a fire that's, like, ten times the size of ours. God damn. Like, they're throwing, like, pallets and shit in it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, like, where did you even get those? Right. <laughs> like, we stole them from the ammo nerds. <laughs> and you look over, and they're, like, ran up the flagpole by their silkies. Yeah, yeah. And they're, like, well, why do the students get a fire and we don't? Like, we're the instructors. Like, right. You know, they haven't even earned their stripes yet. Like, we're supposed to get the creature comforts because we've been through the shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you can have a small fire. <laughs> Enlisted swine. <laughs> Enlisted swine. <laughs> and so there I was uh, on Firewatch, which literally was designed for you to watch the fire, make sure it doesn't burn anything up. Yeah, no, yeah that's true. And, um, you know, they have it in buildings in case, like, something sparks, like, you know, EP's watching tentacle porn. <laughs> and, like, using all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> using all the Wi-Fi. <laughs> modem overheats yeah. and sparks are flying. <laughs> On account of the the brass balls that he has, you know. <laughs> That's true. So I'm sitting there, and there was a guy in our squad named was Timothy Payne, and this was in the um, late 2000s. I think it was like 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. So we all called him T Payne. Oh, that's of fantastic! Course, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was a black guy, so more fitting. <laughs> Absolutely, <yeah. laughs> should have bought him a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and so T Pain is like fucking six 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 seven, naturally, naturally. tall son of a bitch. Exactly. And he's in his sleeping bag, and um, since he's so fucking tall, he's like closer to the fire. Yeah. And I'm sitting there freezing my ass off. I got my fucking little snowball gear on, my hands in my pockets, fucking. I got a fucking burner hanging out of my mouth, you know? <laughs> Just full grunt. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't even smoke, but, like, yeah, yeah, you right, want the exactly. warmth yeah. of, like, the cigarette in your yeah. lungs. You went full grunt. <laughs> yeah. And so I look over, and I'm like, man, his feet are pretty fucking close to the fire. And right when I was thinking that, like, a little ember, like, crackled out of the fire and landed on the base of his sleeping bag. And because, you know, it's military equipment, that right. shit went, <laughs> whoosh. Everything's <laughs> nylon. <laughs> and so he caught fire. And I was wow. like, well, this is my Super Bowl. Like, yeah, this that's is right, yeah. the moment I exist. So I ran over there, and I'm, like, trying to, like, kick dirt on it, but it's not going out. Oh, wow. Like, the whatever fucking JP8, you know, fuel <laughs> that had been spilled on his pack, just the semen from, right. you know, hot sacking it. Yeah. <laughs> hot sacking it. pretend like that wasn't your semen. <laughs> I mean, it might have been. Uh, yeah, I could shoot ropes in a younger age. But now as an old man, it's just epic dust. Ropes. Yeah, yeah. And now I got to save up for like three days before I have a lady caller. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like you're texting like, are you sure you're coming over? <laughs> I need to up. know. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of fucking vegetables for this. All right. <laughs> yeah. And so it's catching fire now. And I was like, well, fuck. Like I only have one option. So yeah. I proceed to Wally stomp the fuck out of his sleeping bag. <laughs> and I stomped the fuck out of it and, nice. and eventually the fire went out and so I went to the top and I grabbed a sleeping bag and I pulled him like a good two or three feet away from the fire mm-hmm. then I went and I built like a little parapet of dirt with my with my foot you Aww. know because like, I'm gonna have an hour to kill yeah, like, it was, it was, uh, that's true yeah, yeah that's fair <laughs> you know so and I was like also I don't have to stop him again because he is a lot larger than I am yeah yeah and so 
Yeah, I made sure I told the next guy. I was like, hey, look, I literally had to stomp paint out because he was on fire. <laughs> and uh, so keep keep an eye on it, you know? Yeah. And so we woke up the next morning and, you know, revely, revely, revely. Oh, you know, we're throwing canteens at the nerds. You know? hate that word. And, you know, some people get off on that shit. How? Because when, when you're the one who's already been awake, you delight in other people's suffering. Oh, if you're waking up the boot to do it. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, Yeah, and there's just people out there who just delight in other people's suffering for no true. reason. They're called staff NCOs. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, uh, they sounded the Reveille call and we're all fucking like... Uh, trying to fucking shave like cold like dry yeah. shaving yep. you know yep. like no fucking cold water all our water's <laughs> frozen anyways and, but you better have a clean shave that's right yeah and so like I look over at Payne I was like yo man like what the fuck he's like what you talking about Sharp <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay go ahead he's a six foot six black yeah, man right, called yeah, T-Pain like what, what, what you want from me fair enough I will tell the story as it happened <laughs> alright I'm not here to bend to your exactly, sensitivities yeah. and so I was like, dude, like you caught fire last night. And he was like, oh, I was wondering why you were kicking me. I was just too cold to care. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so you imagine being so fucking miserable. Yeah. That another grown man is stomping you the fuck out. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, Whatever. Yeah. It's too cold to if fight. If it's back. my time, it's my time. Yeah. <laughs> if I just wow. got to catch an ass whooping, like <laughs> at least it'll warm me up a little bit. That's hilarious. And I was just like, man, that's, I, I could fucking feel that in my soul, man. Yeah. Because no, it was like seven degrees and raining. Like it should have been snow. Yeah. Like what fucking infantry deity do we fucking anger <laughs> <laughs> to have liquid rain and yeah. it be fucking single digits, you know? The tiger of the mountains looks down on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The third battalion six marines just had this rain cloud that followed us no matter where we went i will say every infantry battalion thinks that nope it was three six you think it's three six exclusively because we were in 29 palms and like well, one of the coyote nerds yeah, okay. was just like man we haven't had rain in a while like Ugh. and you asshole showed up Ugh. and we're like the cloud <laughs> it follows no because like the story i told on the episode uh, uh like a month or two ago about how i did the split and i like fell face first in the mud puddle right right, right. the three six rain cloud wow like you, you fall to a star rack. I, I feel like eh, all right, fair enough. I never had a rain cloud fall to twenty palms, so that's that's a hard <laughs> that's a hard flex. <laughs> yeah, so that just kind of that just made me uh, acknowledge the fact that sometimes people are going to be too in their own fucking bubble. They're going to be too internal to care about anything else that's going on. Yep. Like sometimes you can grab somebody by the shirt physically or metaphorically and beg them to see the mistakes that they've made or their, how their actions are going to lead to consequences that they don't want to deal with and they're not going to care. Yep. So I had to, had to realize that throughout my career, like you would hope that people's better judgment would prevail. Sometimes it doesn't. Hmm. Sometimes they're too internal to give a fuck about what's going on. Either the fact that they're on fire or care about why somebody's stopping them. Because <laughs> I don't think I was silent about that either. I was right, pretty, no, I was pretty yeah. like, oh shit, paint's yeah. on fire. <laughs> like I was quite alarmed. As you should be. And I wore size 13 boots. So like <laughs> it wasn't like, like he was unable to feel it. He's probably just kind of like picking his battles, you know? He's like, am I going to get out of this like semi-warm sleeping bag yeah. and beat this guy's ass? Or am I just going to like enjoy the little friction I'm getting and warm up a little bit more, you know? Yeah, yeah. You win this round, Sharp. That's right, yeah. You win this round. <laughs> Best out of five. For sure. Yeah, exactly. For sure. All right. Who's next? Oof. 
Lindsay, I feel like you should be next. Well, fuck. <laughs> we'll just go down the line. It makes sense aesthetically. Well, ladies first, so I think it, you should be next. I right? swear to God. <laughs> Sick burn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Hey, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> when have you ever known Mike to care if a woman went first? Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, never. That's so, right. That's fair, I guess. Hmm. Well, there was one. I haven't had a very long career, at least like compared to you two. Um, <laughs> Boom, Rosen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just and trading because shots. I'm young and y'all are old. Exactly. That's fair. Um, I've only been in like five years, but I, I do remember the moment I not only decided that I was going to be, because I'm an MA for those who don't know. I was going to be a master at arms, master at arms, I was military be a police. Better, I was going to be a better patrol officer. <laughs> and I also was never, ever going to do law enforcement ever again, as long as I live. <laughs> because this particular night, um, it was a bad night. I had, it was, I don't, I hadn't been on the road very long, only like two or three months. And they already stuck me with a trainee. So I was trying to like show my asshole and I was. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird tactic. Figuratively <laughs> and oh, okay, literally. Okay. This is how you catch and speeders. <laughs> so you get people to slow down. So we'll go yeah. over and see a butthole. Yeah. That's, 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 how you and they crash it. that's how you run the stop signs. <laughs> um, so we were pulling a lot of people over. Um, I, I don't think the DUI we pulled over ended up being a DUI, but it was still a bad night. And uh, we got a call that night also for, um, um, (laughs) dates and names, please. A baby, (laughs) um, in summary, a baby in military housing had gotten to his mother's high blood pressure medication Mm. and took the pills and overdosed on them. The baby overdosed on them, showed up to the hospital. He... He was alive for about six more hours and then finally went into cardiac arrest again and died. And the mom was young. The dad was young. They're actually both 19. Holy fuck. Yeah. And uh, they were there in the waiting room. We showed up just to take a report. We don't actually um, do the investigations for things that happen off base, sometimes not even on base. And uh, so we were just there just to take take notes just for, like, situational awareness or whatever. Mm -hmm. The parents are there. And before we walk in, I kind of, like, mentally prepare myself to see, like, because I was young, too. I There's a lot of things I hadn't seen yet, and I wasn't prepared to see what distraught parents would look like. So I was just kind of, like, bracing myself. And then I walk in there, and I didn't even know who the parents were because there's a lot of people in there. But, like, you think you would look for the person that is acting the most, like, upset, and no one was. So I didn't yeah, know who sure. it was. And then they, like acknowledge like hey this i'm so and so i'm not gonna say their names obviously and i'm like oh okay and i start taking down the information the guy's lpo is there and um the the dad is just like hoking and joking with his lpo like you wouldn't you would have never have known these two kids that their baby was 13 month old baby had just died Mm, man that's deep and it was it was like i just couldn't believe it and um we went through the whole case. It was really hard. We had to go into the emergency room where the dead baby's body was. And that was the first time I've ever been, like, 
that close to a dead body yeah especially yeah. one that wasn't even like in a coffin like mm-hmm. it was just this, it looked like a doll like one of the dolls i used to yep. play with when i was a baby yep. and it was it was horrible like and then like the what is what a rigor mortis or something rigor whatever mortis, hadn't yeah. set in yet like it looked like it was just a sleeping baby and it was very sad and uh we when I went I got all the information I needed and then I immediately left I left it to the San Diego police authorities it was their case we didn't want to be in the way we left and I returned back to the station and I report back to the watch commander who's a civilian sergeant and I relay all the information I got and I think I didn't get something like stupid like a last four of a social or something like that something I could have easily either gone back or just call the parents and ask them for because again it wasn't really pertinent that i got every bit of information because we weren't taking the case i was like oh i'm sorry i don't i didn't get it there's a lot going on at the time and i must have forgotten and he said well this is why women shouldn't be police Uh, officers jesus he took he took women being Uh, police officers uh, out of me making one like super small mistake if it had been a bigger mistake i would have it still would have been justified and it wasn't even your case though it wasn't my case i I honestly didn't and it turned out like the um what is it called deputy chief police was like yeah you wouldn't have even needed that information anyway and i was like "Hmm." but and that was like that was just kind of like the moment for me i was like i can't do this because i can't hold back from punching this guy in the fucking face 100 percent, yeah for sure and then i was thinking about i was like if i continue to do this like if i do it on the outside world like this is what i'm going to be constantly encountering and I'm not saying I'm afraid of sexism. I'm not saying I'm afraid of people being sexist to me because obviously they have since then and I just take it. But it was just kind of like, if I don't have to deal with it as a career, if I don't enjoy doing the career, then why am I going to keep like putting myself through it when there's mm. other ways I can help the community and help people without actually putting myself through that. Yeah, absolutely. No, so. 100%. Yeah, so good luck following that one, Mike. Oof, no <laughs> shit, man. God. And I want to say to everybody who's listening to the show, I was laughing when she started her story. It's because something EP Mike was doing. I just want to throw that out there. I was, I was just going to ask him to it. mute your mic during that. You yeah, have to call yourself out. <laughs> I know. I, well, I just, uh, yeah, I just want people to know. But yeah, no, that's, that's that sucks, man. I That's so fucking stupid. It's my first time hearing that story, so I'm processing it right now. <laughs> Yeah, I was just having like lighthearted stories. About, right. Like, yeah. Out <laughs> he comes in with dudes. a goddamn atom bomb. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, man. No, it's and you, those stories should be told, obviously, but that shit is so fucking stupid. Okay. You got what kind of story you guys want? <laughs> uh, preferably <laughs> a lighthearted one. Yeah. Well, because yeah. All right. Well, well you said the thing about. Do you want to hear that one right now? <laughs> I think that's a good one. I think. All I right. Mean, it's disturbing, but it's super disturbing. But most things you say are. So. I don't. That's fair, but. As far as, like, I don't know how I can tie it into what Dan pitched for, like, just defining moment careers, I guess. Oh, if it's something that you carry with you. Oh, for sure. All right, I'm going to tell the story. Here we go! So... Another beer gone. (laughs) He's having a day. I'm having a fucking day. So, (laughs) I come back from deployment, right? First deployment, 2010, 2011 time frame. And uh, the guy... I'm telling the story about he came back Advon, so he'd been back, you know, a month and a half, two months before everybody else. And, um, <laughs> I'm, again, I'm having to take <laughs> And so he, um, he comes into my office, uh, obviously I'm the battalion RP, so he comes into my workspace and he's like, hey man, you know, his chap's around, I need to talk. And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's at the, you know, staff and O meeting right now. He'll be back, you know you know, 10, 15 minutes, you have a seat and fucking we can bullshit while he's, while he's out. He's okay. And he's sitting there and he's like, 
crazy nervous. And again, I'm the battalion RP, so everybody knows me. Everybody's cool with me. Yeah. But this guy is like super nervous, won't talk to me, won't look at me. I'm like, bro, like, are you okay? Like, for real. <laughs> and he's like, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, it's just, I have a fucked up situation. I was like, well, being, you know, an RP in the Navy, we also have 100% confidentiality as well as chaplains. We can't mentor, <laughs> but yeah. we can listen. That's literally all we can do. And we can't release the information. He's yeah, like, and slight details have been changed uh, to protect that confidentiality. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, no, this is, you'll listen. So, <laughs> so obviously no names or anything. But so he was like, okay, he's like, so um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did something. Well, I came back, I had Vaughn, and I, I'm kind of just, you know, uh, fucked up about it. I was like, well, fucking, let's hear it out, bro. Let's go. And he's like, well, I, I went home on leave, obviously, before everybody else, and I just found out this girl's pregnant. And she's, she's asking for money. I'm like, that sucks, man. You know, yeah. that, that happens. We literally have pamphlets for this kind of thing, you know? And he's like... He's I don't like, think you have pamphlets for this. No, no, nobody does. <laughs> and uh, again, people who have served with me know this story, so they're cringing right now because <laughs> I tell the story a lot in the field. And uh, yeah, in the field, <laughs> nothing to do. And uh, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know. It's 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 different. He kept he kept like alluding. It's like it's different. It's different. It's different. I was like, okay, what the fuck is so different about your story? And he's like, so the girl... Uh, the woman I got pregnant was my mother. Uh, what? And he was like, and and excuse me, I was like, um, stepmother. I'm like, uh, please be a hot stepmom kind of thing. And he's like, nope, biological, blood related. And I was like, word, word. I was like, well, cool, the chapel cool, will be cool. back any minute now. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I did. I was shooketh. So to my core, to all the cores, and so <laughs> to the Marine Corps. And so I sat there. Was he a Marine? 100. percent Oh my god. <laughs> and um. Yeah, I won't tell you what section you work with, but offline I will, and it'll make sense. <laughs> Probably <laughs> and, admin. <laughs> no, yeah, I won't say, but it'll make sense when I tell you. And uh, so I'm just kind of staring at him like, okay. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then so the chaplain I had at the time was super, like one of those like super bubbly, optimistic chaps. He's like, hey, RP. I'm not going to say my rank because it gives a time frame. He's like, hey, RP. He's like, do I have anything? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, you can talk to this guy like right now. And he's like, okay, cool. Hey, what's going on, Marine? And they go into his office. He's in there for honestly probably about 10 minutes. Not long at all. Yeah, it's not long at all. At all. Especially for cha- chaplains mm-hmm. fucking yeah. talk all day. And he they opened the door and they shook hands and you know uh oh boy gave me a fist bump he's like thanks rp i'm like yeah man and he took off and i went in there uh to the chaplain's office like are you okay and he looked at me he goes are you okay <laughs> and i was like i'm not doing well at all <laughs> and um he's like all right he's like finish up what you have to do it was like almost lunchtime he's like then you know just take take the rest of the day and i was like <laughs> i was like thanks so much chefs <laughs> yeah and so i literally like i went to lunch and i went back in my barracks room and just like bathed in vodka so and so apparently what he had told me was he went home he was like drinking a lot come back from deployment you know how it is and uh he just blacked out one night and just like had a big get together and apparently hooked up his own mother so can you say that one more time <laughs> yeah hooked up with his own mother uh, and not, not only did he do something that's crazy illegal, uh, but he, the mom had the gall to literally demand money. Like she was like one of those. It was it was the weirdest thing. So uh, if you guys want to be RPs, uh, go ahead. <laughs> it's uh, you, I, I say that to say you can't save everybody, and I said it a lot, like pertaining to like suicide and like wrong mm-hmm. life decisions. But when it comes to people just being weird and like having their own agenda, uh, you can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. So that's when I realized as an RP, like take everything in stride, do what you can, carry the weight, but don't don't feel like you have a savior complex because you can't save everybody. Well, in a not necessarily a lighter note. Sure. Um, 
I'm really glad that a lot of people have been in, um, have been contacting me to talk yeah, and stuff like that. And I just, I just really hope you guys aren't stopping the conversation with me right. too, because stuff like that, like, like what me and what Mike has been doing for years, we can listen, but we, we aren't really trained to give you the full help and support that right. you need. So Talking to us gives you the first step, but talking to a professional is ultimately going to be the best decision. Um, I'm glad you guys are talking to me. Keep doing it, but also keep making other moves that you need to do because I um, you can't fix everyone. You can't fix everything, mm-hmm. but you can try. 100%. So. Nice. Yeah, definitely remember that <clears throat> with any kind of first responder, whether it be for mental health or physical health, um, the idea is to stabilize and then transport to the next echelon of care. 100%. Mm-hmm. So... You know, if I if I had a Marine came up to me and they're like, hey, uh, you know, Sergeant Sharp, like I'm feeling suicidal. I'm like, fuck, now I'm implicated. 100%. Like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that they said that. But yeah. at the same time, if like they come up to me and they're like, hey, knowing the fucking high speed low drag class that you gave me, I would like to talk to the chaplain. Yeah. yeah. Just be like, do, 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 do. And <laughs> ferry him off to the chaplain That's and be right. like, hey, sir, this Marine's got to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go home and beat off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But nope. Now I got to be the one to take him to the fucking, to the ER That's and right. like check him in and all that stuff because I was the first point of contact. 100%. So now I can't leave that Marine. Yep. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> it I get it. I get worst. it. And so perfectly happy that they said that. But, um, and if you do have someone come to you, it's very important that you don't just try to fucking, um, what, what's that Navy expression? We're like gun decking. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's very important you don't gun deck it. Like, yeah, you saw one Lifetime movie. You, you Lindsay's hear, so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and gun decking basically is being is like doing shoddy maintenance and just mm. saying it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, did you service, you know, uh, the vehicles or whatever? Oh, yeah, totally. Wink, wink. Right, right. Oh, yeah, like Bill Cosby did. That's <laughs> oh, why geez. he got kicked out of the Navy. That's why he got kicked out. I know. Yeah. He was, he was an honor chief, so. <laughs> <laughs> was. <laughs> Yeah, and so <clears throat> you have to remember that, like, in a situation like that, if you don't know what you're doing, you know, you you should really look into it or at least acknowledge you don't know what you're doing because mm-hmm. you don't want somebody, when the first time that they reach out to, to talk to somebody about that, and they get, like, a really shitty feedback and, like, oh, well, I'm never going to talk to anybody again because, like, uh, say you're taking a detainee and you're handing them off to me and I ask, you know, did you search them? You know, what's better, a good search or no search? Right. Or, I'm sorry, a bad search or no search? Right, right. No search is better because if you tell me, yeah, I searched them, but you did a shitty job and there's intel, a fucking trigger switch, a weapon, mm-hmm. drugs, a fucking whatever the case is that you missed, but you told me you searched him, I'm going to think that he's good, but he's not. So the important thing is being able to get that person the next echelon of care. And so if somebody came to me, I'm like, all right, so this is who we need to talk, you know, take you to, this is who, you know, you need to talk to, whatever the case is. Right. So whether you're on one side of that spectrum or whether you're on the other side of the spectrum, you know, you need to acknowledge that. And if you are the person who is um, having the, the struggles and the problem, just being honest with you, it's not fair just to continuously dump all your problems on one person, especially if they're not qualified to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always good to reach out and... You know, talk to, to people you care about and that care about you, about your issues. It helps vent, you know, relieve some of the buildup that can ultimately come to a catalyst. But if you know somebody is not prepared to handle that, like, do yourself a favor and acknowledge the fact that that's not the end-all, be-all. You can't expect this one person who's not trained to be your savior, you know? Yeah. Right. You have to get to the next echelon of care. 
100%. and then asking a professional who that may be or even looking it up for yourself on Google be like I am feeling suicidal what should I do right boom national suicide prevention number you know <laughs> young Michael <laughs> yes sir <laughs> we have a story to tell that we owe the fans we do we do and they were asking for it so we're gonna deliver okay okay do you want so, to you yeah you want to just do it from your end i tell my end and then we yeah, yeah, yeah. come together on on Lindsay's uh after action <laughs> <laughs> i'm so excited to hear it again uh, okay so really uh, a long long time ago in a galaxy yeah. far away truth uh you know mike and i have known each other for quite some time now yep. and uh yeah. a while back <laughs> we um have both been talking to the same girl and nothing had really serious that happened. We were just kind of like maybe like some harmless flirting, a little back and forth. Nothing was set in stone. And the thing was is that we saw like that she had followed both of us and that, you know, she'd either like or comment on, on her pictures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so us being friends, you know, it would get brought up. Like, oh, hey, how do you know that girl? 100%. And, you know, there's no contention there. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're both grown adults. And um, at the end of the day, I'd rather him get some then nobody gets some so it's a team effort you know fair enough like if you're at a bar and you see the girl you're trying to get at is looking at your homie more step aside check your ego (laughs) and so i've been talking to this girl for a while we finally met up and i taken her out on a few dates like we had a we were having a good time and then uh eventually like the time was that she was gonna like come over and like spend the night you know like things are gonna happen that's right and so she messages me and she's like oh man like i'm really in the mood for lasagna and I was like, all right, well, store-bought or homemade? And she's like, oh, homemade would be so much better. I was just going to buy some, you know, store-bought or whatever. I was like, all right, I got you. So we went to the grocery store. I bought, like, fucking, like, $90 worth of groceries. Like, instead of ground beef, I got, like, ground elk. Mm. Like, I was getting all the bougie cheeses. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch of wine. How cheesy you know, is your like, finest cheese? <laughs> the, exactly. We went to the Artisan <laughs> Cheese Center. Like, you know, you go to the fucking Piggly Wiggly or the food line, all right, you get is yeah, shredded yeah. cheese That's and right. like craft singles. No, we went to a place that sold crackers yeah. <laughs> with the cheese in the same location. Whew, you fancy. The fucking Trader Joe's up in this shit, you yeah, know? That's right. And so we got all this fucking fancy ingredients, came back, made this bomb ass fucking lasagna that when you like cut it, this cheese stretched like four feet, like a Ninja Turtles movie. Hell yeah. It was fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Had a fantastic night. We talked about the fucking universe and our souls and, like, <laughs> and everything, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> no, legitimately. No, I know you did. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, y'all listen to podcasts. Like I say some profound shit on occasion. <laughs> on occasion. Yeah, yeah. But not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> and... <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and so we had a great night and so she spent the night and the next morning uh she's leaving and um her car window had been broken out mm. and she turned into like a completely different person right she was like screaming and carrying on and like saying like fucking obscenities that i'm not gonna repeat on the show okay they were very offensive and i was like yo you gotta chill with that like <laughs> i don't i don't need my neighbors like slashing my tires <laughs> right right and so i felt bad because she was like oh i'm about to deploy like i can't afford to like go home and see my brand new like newborn niece and <laughs> so like that shit made me feel bad and i'm the type of person that if i have like the ability to help somebody that i care about mm-hmm. and i'm gonna do it you know if yeah. i can take a burden away from you and carry that burden for you so that way you can have a better life that's what i'm gonna do so I found an auto body shop that was open that had the window, took there, got it repaired, pay for it all. So she didn't have to like call her insurance and get it put on that and like took care of everything. Right. Then, uh, so I send Mike a, a picture 
And I was like, hey, man, that girl, you know, because her and he and I had been talking about this girl. So something had happened. So it's important to brief the squad, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so I sent her, I sent him a picture and I was like, mm. hey, man, like that girl's fucking um, window had got busted out. Yeah, yeah. And I'll let you take it from there. For sure. So we're going to rewind even further than that to one day prior. <laughs> so again, this girl. Oh, wait, I completely left out the fact that we were was, supposed to hang out. Yeah, I was going to cover it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, again, we, me and Dan found this out together. We played detective. And, uh, so this girl was different the way she treats Dan. She treats me, obviously two different people. And, uh, so she would always send me like aggressive, like DMS and snaps and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. And, uh, I wasn't really interested in her. She seemed nice and she seemed fun. And I I know I had Dan had been talked to her and stuff. So my interest was not super there. And, um, then randomly on a Tuesday, she hit me up because, you know, I got off work and I was watching a movie in my underwear like I always do. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, can I come over and hang out, blah, blah, And I was like, you know what? Fine, whatever. And so she comes over and uh, she's like, oh, I came straight from work. I'm so hungry. Like, uh, like I haven't eaten anything. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want? I have much food at, ever. And because uh, I, <laughs> I always door dash. And she's like, you know what sounds great? Lasagna would be really good right now. And I was like, okay, word. And like, so I literally door dashed her lasagna. And it was, like, shitty when it got there. And, you know, the garlic bread was hardly even bread at that point. <laughs> and uh, so she wolfs down this lasagna. And she's, like, I'm barely paying attention to her. She's just, like, kind of hanging out. And she's, like, let's let's get drunk. And, you know, I'm a sailor on a Tuesday. So I'm, like, yeah, of course. And uh, so she like, goes behind my bar. And she's, like, getting, like, the top shelf stuff. I'm, like, oh, okay, cool it. But all right. <laughs> and um, so we're, like, doing shots and stuff. And she's kind of talking over the movie I was watching. I wasn't super into that, but whatever. And, uh, so then eventually she like comes close to me and I'm kind of like, okay, there's, there's implications. She wants, you may mount, you may mount. (laughs) I was so lazy. I put zero effort and I was even pretty rude. And so the deed happens. It was fine. She, She was a cool chick at the time and everything. And, uh, yeah. So then she leaves and that was that. And then come to find out through me and Dan's detective work, that she was supposed to hang out with him that day, but then canceled on him, came and hang out with me. Like super last minute too. Super last, I le- yeah. She was like, hey, I'm on my way. Yeah, oh God. And then she got the message from Mike and was like, screw. I did, no, again, she <laughs> messaged me in first the middle of the road. what I'm saying, which is, if she was on the way to see you, then she messaged me first. That's so fucking weird. And so me and Dan put this together. And uh, so f- the first thing, obviously, the glaring thing here was like she had lasagna two days in a row. Like <laughs> this bitch fucking Garfield. Like who eats that much lasagna? <laughs> it's, it's such a weird diet to have. And second, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we were, we were putting this together. And then like, obviously, Dan was upset. I was upset. Like we both kind of played like, I mean, we're friends. Like why would we not talk about this kind of thing? And then. Yeah, because I don't care that she like that you right. guys hooked yeah, up. Yeah. I care that she it's lied to me. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I obviously I didn't know that either. And so we're both upset. And then uh, I was kind of like, you should you should message her whose lasagna was better. And then Dan was like, <laughs> D- again, being the nice gentleman he is, he's like, nah. And I was like, do it. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he just flashed me a nipple, and I was yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. have a compelling argument. Yeah, and so he uh, he asked her whose lasagna, and what what did she respond to that? Uh, she she typed ours, and then it was like dot 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 stop dot 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 stop dot 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 stop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so then she messaged me on Snapchat because I don't have her phone number because I don't care about this human being. And she messaged me on Snapchat and she was like, you told Dan? I was like, I, first of all, I tell Dan everything. Like, 
like check yourself and then she's like she's like i can't believe it you've ruined me and dan's friendship you're the worst and i was like can we just pump the brakes here for a second you realize you're in the wrong here right and then she was like no no she's like way to make my day worse blah 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 like this and that and she went off on me and blocked me on all these things and stuff and yeah so Lindsay, <laughs> as, as the female in this equation what the fuck is going on there <laughs> um what i'm hearing right now is First off, she was kind of she was a uh, young but legal young buck, right? Wow, yeah, a, a thousand yes. percent legal. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird opening yeah, there. I, no, I'm, just, I'm just like she was younger, yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's broke. Okay. So she's oh, probably okay. broke, trying to get <laughs> free meal, free lasagna. <laughs> she, she, the hoe really likes her some fucking pasta. <laughs> Jesus. Some cheesy ass pasta. She doesn't like doing it much work herself. Right. So. Free meal, okay. free dick, sure. free alcohol, free wine, yeah, yeah. free decent conversation because you don't have that I barely talk. <laughs> I mean, she saw it as a win-win on both parts, I guess. And sure. she really, for whatever reason, really seemed to be ignorant to the fact that all guys pretty much talk about is their conquest. Sure. And that's it. I mean, yeah. me, I like to think me and Dan cover a little more, but all right. Yeah, <laughs> and, oh, I'm sorry. You talk about alcohol. Yeah, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, and, you know, we've, we've alluded to this on the show before that all all men brag about their conquests. Sure. And, you know, the advice that I give my, my younger si- uh, sisters, uh, stay away, you perverts. Right, um, right. <laughs> big, big point. Yeah, is that uh, it, it's either one of two ways. Either, yeah, man, I fucked this bitch, blah, blah, blah. Or it's like, yo, this girl came over. She was super cool. She was funny. She was chill. We had a good time, mm-hmm. you know? And so you really have to kind of like ask yourself like, um, you know, how you how much do you value yourself and what kind of this person is? Right. And how are they going to talk about you when they leave? Because they mm-hmm. are going to talk about you. 100%. In one way or another. I mean, there might be discretion involved depending on the situation. Yeah. But to assume that one guy and is going to like know that his best friend is interested in a girl was recently just give her the porkening. <laughs> the porkening. And then be like, sucks to suck. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> and then just to remain silent. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that, that, I just thought that was rude, you know? It's like the rudest thing I've ever encountered. Yeah, yeah to like cancel on one person to right. go sleep with like, you yeah. know, their best friend. Yeah, exactly. The dude, and I... I like I'm not a pig, but I'm not a good person. <laughs> it's like so for you to cancel on a legit good person to come over and get subpar penis from me is just so upsetting. And then the fact that she was upset that we talked about it, like I don't understand where her head's at. It makes no sense. Made absolutely she no was, sense. She made herself the victim in this whole thing. So it's so weird. How dare you point out the terrible things that I've done <laughs> and make me feel bad about my own actions? So, because look, so at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we all do things that we wish we could take back. Sure, uh, but it just didn't feel like there was that uh, that desire to take accountability for your actions. Because mm-hmm. if she was just like, "Hey, look, y'all can Eiffel Tower me right now, and I'll buy you guys <laughs> lasagna," that's, that's a sweet deal. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like that's you know, that's that's good uh, repayment, you know? Yeah, and then she never paid me back for the window. Oh, did she not? I didn't know that. That's not cheap. No, it it wasn't cheap. Oh, my God. Do you ever wonder if maybe she, like, busted her own window? She doesn't sound sane. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I mean, the, uh, the the amount of obscenities and slurs she was yelling at the top of her lungs in my neighborhood, like that, I I don't think she could have faked that. Would you say that they were? <laughs> they were they were definitely targeted towards a group of individuals who did not deserve it. <laughs> who gets that yeah. mad over a broken window anyway? Like someone who's not mentally sane. Exactly. So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. She could have done it herself, and then she was like dr- being dramatic and dramatizing it. That's so weird. But like it's both the same words. I don't know. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you sound very smart. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It's just like for her to. You think that's worked for her whole life? To, for her to be the victim in a circumstance she created, like the psychology behind it's fascinating. It's, she obviously mm-hmm. wasn't new to it. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. It was very tedious and planned yes, out. Yes. No, I, I I think that you know Lindsay, you're absolutely right. Like you know, she saw the opportunity to get something that she wanted, and everybody likes to believe that they're the hero in their own story. You 100%, know, yeah. and if something makes them feel bad, it's somebody else's fault. Well, you did this or you did that, and so if if I could just offer any advice to our listeners, uh, to the young men, uh, make sure that you are using the same scale to measure yourself that you are measuring other people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you are mad at somebody for doing something that you do, you need to correct yourself. <laughs> and also remember the fact that you ain't the only one playboy. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And to the young ladies out there, mm-hmm. Same. Um, you know, you got to take care of yourself yeah. because I feel that um, at the end of the day, there's a cycle where a fuck boy fucked over a good girl and now she's a fuck girl, fucks over a good guy who becomes a fuck boy mm. who fucks over a good girl. Mm. It's really not even always that. Like most of the times they're just shitty fucking girls who are just shitty. Like, well, at <laughs> some point in time, more, like, at some point in time, something happened. Like we were all born innocent, you know, yeah. and whether it was your parents making you watch shitty non-cable fucking cartoons Mm-hmm. Or you got that premium fucking Nickelodeon shit. Yeah. <laughs> that premium. <laughs> Which I didn't have, so that's why yeah, I exactly. became a warmonger. Yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, something happens to an individual that causes them to act that the way they do. And I feel that one of the biggest trends that I've noticed is uh, selfishness. Mm. Where any time that I can honestly look back and be like i was wrong in this circumstance it's because i was being selfish Mm. and i've been doing a lot of reflection on that for me personally because i was extremely i have been extremely selfish honestly like the last like four three to four years of my life and this whole year i've been um well i've been working getting over a a very mild alcohol disorder Mm. (laughs) um and now that i have such a clear head i've been thinking back to like all the shit i did and the shit i did to other people and how I treat people and I'm like I cannot believe I did that and it sucks to think about that I did it but it's also good that I'm acknowledging in my head that I did it because I'm accepting that it was wrong Mm. and I shouldn't do it again like it's growing and it's a learning process that I'm going through and I know a lot of girls (laughs) and men my age are going through that too because you don't just mature overnight you know it takes time and a lot of experiences are learning experiences and a lot of times those experiences suck so <laughs> very well said actually yeah for real yay yeah follow <laughs> up on that one daniel so i feel that no i'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm a master bullshitter okay yeah, yeah, i could yeah, exactly but i think that we're gonna go ahead and round out the episode unless mike you got anything else to add just be good to each other <laughs> for the love of god that's it i'm kind of drunk <laughs>
So, um, yeah, I got a very dirty look from Lindsay earlier because while you were telling your story, I was trying to order wings for the group. Oh, wow. And she oh, wow. looked over and saw me on my fat kid app. For the group? You mean you... <laughs> like I said, you can have the celery and the carrots. Jesus. You know it takes more energy to digest celery than it gives? Exactly. Get them gains, girl. You I got a show coming I up. I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. All right. So make sure to check out our merchandise on uh, Spoke Pit or... Pop Smoke Media. Why don't you know, you know my own fucking Who name? Yeah, didn't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, make sure you also follow us on Instagram, mm. uh, Smoke Pit Podcast. Also, check us out on Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. or whatever correlating platform you're not currently on. Right. We appreciate all your love and support. Make sure to check out our sponsors, Combat Comeover, with amazing hair products and beard oil and pomade. Use our discount code. <clears throat> Cream pie. Cream pie <laughs> to save yourself some money. Also, check out StrikeForceEnergy.com. Uh, little liquid packets that go into your beer, your tea, your water, whatever you'd like, your butthole if you're that adventurous. <laughs> Use our promo code SMOKEPIT to save mm. yourself some money. Also check out VictorAlphaClothing.com, fantastic veteran apparel clothing line that donates a lot of profits back to charities. Bye. Bye. Bye.